Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. How are you doing? Hope you're very well this Sunday morning. Steve Edge is here. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, fella. I'm very well, how are you? I'm good. What's the weather like there? It's, uh, oh, it's to be sunny this to this now, isn't it? Gorgio, mate, it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, okay, well, how's it good. down there? It's still, it's still red hot. Um, there's a bit of wind, yeah, so you can't go kayaking. There, I say? Oh yeah, you gozo, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course. I'm a gozo guy. Yeah, every now and again they predict a thunderstorm, and it just hits Malta. It sort of misses gozo because it's so small. You know, there's about Does fifty raindrops that can land on it, so that <laughs> just it just goes around it. So we we must be like similar weather to you then at the moment. I think you are. I think you're having a bit of a bit of a balmy time of it, aren't you? Yeah, we're like twenty. I think we were like twenty eight yesterday. Soccer thirty two. I had some, thirty. At some point. I think today. Yeah, yeah, thirty three, thirty two. We we pre recorded this in the week, so obviously we don't know what the weather's like on Sunday morning. No, but, but um, you know. I think it's going to be another scorcher on Sunday. To be honest, about well, time we got so, our summer just as the kids go back. Yeah, well, finally, you can get to sit outside and have a gin and tonic, but obviously, you've got to go and <laughs> yeah. get from school. <laughs> Turn up hammered at half three. Yeah. Sorry, it was the first day back. I didn't know oh, the new teacher. Now. He called her a what? Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Anyway, it's only laughing at it. Just do that. <laughs> it was, um, oh, you're, so you've not had to do any of that, have you? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the process of. So I finished um, Wizard of Oz last Sunday. Yeah. And then this week, I'm just spending the, you know, spending that time of like, right, what have we not got? You know, and suddenly yeah. they go, and then they give this list. I'd say you what, whoever makes school uniforms must be a billionaire, Steve. Mm, yeah, I know. The price of it. I mean, obviously, I've got a lot of kids to buy uniforms for, but my goodness. But they grow out of it so quick as well, So don't they? quick. It's an absolute swizz. Mm, I know, I know. Really and there's only one is. shop that you can get it from, really. Yeah, one, there's always one shop. You've got to make an appointment these days as well. And the people in that shop, generally, I've found, are not the best at customer service. Because they don't have to be. What are you going to do? Go somewhere else then. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. You can't, can you? There's no, there's, there's, rich, like. there's no risk. There's no risk. No. You know, in any other shop, there's a mm-hmm. risk that those customers might not come back. Well, we have to come back to your shop because yeah, you're the one who's Amazon got the ties. No, you can't get it off Amazon instead. This is the only place that sells it. So yeah, cornered the market. I'm an absolute monopoly. What is it? Is it mafia? Mafia owned? Do you think? Do you think mafia do all the the uniforms? Triads. Yeah. I think it's, think it's yeah, some... I got an idea for business. Maybe we just uh, we do this some Paul's uniform. I'm glad you did the mafia and not the triads, Steve. Yeah, no, I didn't do triads. No, I'm really pleased that. that. Well, I'm in. I'm in Gozo, isn't it? This is a very close to Sardinia. This is. I think it's a former. Mafia Island, I think, a little bit. I think, I think yeah, well, that's where um, Godfather's from, isn't it? Sad, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, just at the road. Well, across the water. Oh, well, Who knows? We, we're not good at facts. Area. We both know this. Let's not try no, and No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not good at that. Uh, you're very good at facts, though. So uh, if you join us in the, in the last hour of the show, uh, we do play Hit Me With Your Best Facts, which if you're an early listener to the show, you might sometimes miss out on, uh, where people send us the best facts and, mm-hmm. uh, and, we, and we give out a little prize. So, and you can just email us, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk with you, and hit us with your best facts. It's as simple as that. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hey, have you seen this story this week about Roy Keane getting headbutted by a fella? 
I sort of saw a bit of it. I didn't really. There's no real. No, there's like a two second footage, isn't there? Of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mika Richards or something, Mika but Richards. nothing, nothing. But, I've but, not seen anything else. You know the maddest thing about it is this fella, this Arsenal fan, mm. has gone to Ed but Roy Keane and broke his own nose. Is that what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is. I mean, that's karma, isn't it? I mean, how hard right? is Roy Keane? <laughs> Yeah, but your chin though—it's the worst bit to go for, isn't it? It's all bone. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's just silly, isn't it? I mean, yeah. And also, he's—he's the... he's not massive, is he, Roy? He's not like he's six foot four, and he, no. you know, he's aiming for his face and he, his chin. So how small's the fella? Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It says in the paper it said he he launched a bungled headbutt, <laughs> which mm-hmm. which uh, ended up hitting him in the shoulder. Broke what his, did you think the best outcome of that would have been? Yeah. <laughs> It's never going to go well, is it? You know what I mean? I mean, of all... I mean, and also, you, you're you in corporate hospitality. If you're sat mm. near Roy Keane... Yeah. You know, he's not in the... He's not out there, is he? With the oil no. beloy. He's, he's been having his prawn sandwiches, hasn't he? He's in the little the studio, thingy. though, isn't he? Was he commentating on the game, was he? Uh, well, maybe they watched the game and then... I don't know what he was doing, but he, yeah. I think they were in hospitality. Um and uh, apparently, well, he said, in, in here he says that, you know, that they, they, they said that Keane had hurled abuse at fans. I can't, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know. Can Really? I can't mm. believe that Roy Keane. I know Roy Keane's, maybe. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's the thing about football, isn't it? Like, we've got this thing, haven't we, where we can literally say whatever we want about, to footballers about them, yeah. their wives, their mums. Their eyesight. Their, their eyesight. <laughs> Their eyesight, literally anything. Their sexuality, their hair, their lack of hair. Their, we can whatever you I want to say. There's a few rules in place, but yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, you know, racism and all those sort of things. Of course, those those are stamped out. But after that, the abuse that footballers get is pretty off the scale. And yeah, yeah. the second one footballer turns around to a fan and does anything back, they get in massive trouble. Mm, no, that's it. Hey, did you see him? Did you see him? He, he shouted back at us. I think you should just go, right, all bets are off. Anyone can shout at anyone if that's what you want to do. Yeah, if that's the rules. If we're, yeah. we're throwing coins and lighters and shouting stuff, let's just, let's just make it like the gladiatorial sort of pitch. Yeah, if you throw a 50p onto the pitch, then you then a load of fans get to get you, put you in the middle, and then a, and then the football... It's half-time entertainment, isn't it? Half-time yeah, entertainment. You, you put in, the, in some go, stocks... And yeah. then the footballers are allowed to throw lighters and 50p's at your head. <laughs> the actual Let's players. Pitch it. Let's pitch it. I think... <laughs> Just in I the think, middle of the I game. I think uh, FIFA might go for this. I really do. The FA would... I think it's a good idea. I think so. It's all about money, in it? So, yeah, if that's the way it's going. I'd say so. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Oh, do you know what I've done, Steve? I've... I was washing my face the other day, and I've um, I've washed it too vigorously. Okay. Face, yeah? My face, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just checking. What else is it going to be? I don't know. I was washing my face too vigorously, and, I've, and my little fingernail has gone up my nose and cut oh. the inside of my nose. <laughs> That's what Mr Bean would do. <laughs> I know, have you done, done that? How like vigorously a, were you washing your face? Like... You know, obviously, it was like when I was finishing... No, um, I get, yeah. And you can't show, see because so you've got soap in your eyes, so you can't yeah, really see where your hands... 
I've got like glue on my face and all that yeah. sort of stuff from when I was doing the show. And I just and as I as, as you're sort of moving your, your hands up and down, I'm doing it now, even though I'm on the radio. No, I can imagine um, it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my, my little fingers obviously slipped down, and then as it's gone back up, full force up my own nostril. Ooh, but the, the, the nail has cut me, and now I've got like a scab inside my nostril. What have you been telling people when people have said, what's wrong with your nose? You go, oh, I've got into a scrap, you know, stage door, some lads. No, no stage door, lads. yeah, with all the kids and mums dressed as Dorothy. Yeah. One of them went at me, so bang, <laughs> and the next thing you know. <laughs> it was funny. I did that stage door every day. Uh, pretty, I think I missed one show, so it wasn't well, but every, I did 84 stage doors, right, for about 20 minutes at the end of the show. Do as many, you know, you try and do as many as you can. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There is, most people are so lovely and like, they just want to say hi and have a and picture and, you know. Yeah. And I try and go, if there's any kids, send your kids up because I don't want kids waiting around at night and stuff like that. So Or in the day in the heat and stuff. So I try and get the kids done first. And then I try and just do like mass selfies with other people. There's too many people there. It's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. Um, there was one woman one night who was like right at the front. And I was like, right, kids first. And she was like, well, I've been here longer. I was like, yeah, well, in life or just in today. I was yeah. like, I said, I know, but I'm just going to get the kids done first because, you know, it's a family show and it's a kids show. And she was like, I could see she was livid. Yeah, that's not how the queuing system gonna, works. Because yeah. all these kids were like pushing in, essentially. Mm. Um, and I was like trying to get them dug. So obviously, I've got to try and get some lunch as well in between shows and get, you know, see my friends, all those sort of things that you've got to try and do as well in between. And it's not part of, it's, stage knows, it's not part of your ticket, is it? It's... No, it's, it's a bonus. It's, if you, it's a bonus. Yeah, if, if if it happens on that particular day, um, and she said the most passive aggressive thing uh, after about five minutes of me doing these pictures with these kids, when she pushed in front of a twelve-year-old and she went, mm. "I've been waiting patiently." Dear. Do you think? Oh, she, no. Do you think by saying that that's that's made that sounds like she's been waiting patiently because it sounds like she's Doesn't been waiting. Sound like it, does it? Yeah, impatiently. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just anything. tapping her watch. Tutting. I know. It sort of did make me want to just not do one for the first time. But like, oh, no, yeah. I don't want to do one now. No, that's, um, yeah. That's right, we're going to play, uh, we're going to do a bit of uh, questions for Steve in a second. Um, if you've ever got a question for Steve or for me, you feel free to email us at any point. Uh, Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. What sort of questions do we, are we good at, Steve? What sort of questions do we, do we um, expect from people? I think sort of neighbourly disputes. Um, oh, yeah, that works. Sort of boundaries. I think we, you know, uh, like physical boundaries and emotional boundaries. I think yeah. we cover all of those ranges. <laughs> Everything. I see us as a kind of, like we've always said, like a cross between Mystic Meg, yeah. Justin Topper, and maybe uh, Ross King, you know, off the, the rain in the morning. Yeah, Just yeah, A little yes. bit. We know a bit about everything. So you know. sleepy. Such a sleepy mm. man. So tired in front of the... It's, it's four o'clock in the morning here. In front of the Hollywood backdrop. Are you, is that, you, you could, that's just a backdrop. You could do that from Scotland. No, no, I was out last night with Jennifer Aniston. You weren't. Um, he's got he's got a touch of the Ken Bruce of the uh, Ross King. Yes, a little bit, a little bit of Ken Bruce. That was how it was with Jennifer Aniston last night. Jennifer Aniston and uh, Matt LeBlanc <laughs> just just starts from friends. Yeah. They all like around together, don't they? <laughs> they're, they're friends in real life. Yeah, I think so. I reckon so. I reckon so. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Right. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. 
questions for Steve. Thank you. Questions for Steve. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Do you know what's funny is, because yeah. we're not in the same studio, yeah. um, it, obviously it's recorded in such a quality that it sounds like you're doing it live. <laughs> it just makes yeah. me laugh every yeah. time that you're waiting for the music, like counting yourself in. Are you ready? One, two, after three, yeah, two, and then go two, for it. Four. Which is Steve. <laughs> and the high bit. Really, you have to give yourself up for that bit. <laughs> I feel that's not been sort of, you know, auto-tuned or pitched up or anything. That is, no, um, that's, that's really... <laughs> um, we've got an email here from Brian in Hong Kong, Steve. Oh, that's... He's ex-Stockport. Oh, he's ex-Stockport. Oh, okay. All right. There's okay. the link. Uh, hi, Steve. Um, oh, this is right up your street, Steve. We are planning a kitchen renovation. Okay, okay. Right. And my wife has made arrangements for the builder to visit. The problem is that he has the loudest voice ever, and probably even louder than the world's record burp that you played last week, he says. Oh, I forgot about that. He shouts about everything. I had to go into the bedroom, and I could still hear him. What makes it worse is that mm. he shouts in Chinese, which I don't understand. I suggested to my wife we get a new builder. <laughs> she, she, she Why is he shouting? Does his wife understand Chinese? Does anyone understand Chinese? He's just walking around the kitchen. You would hope at least Chinese. one of them does. I'd like to think so. If they're just going, we're thinking about knocking this wall down, and he's just shouting in Chinese, and they're going, is it you for it or against it? I don't know. <laughs> Write it down. Oh, that's made it worse. I, I, don't, I don't know. Brian suggested that we get a new builder, but the wife mm. suggested that he does the renovations himself. What do you suggest? Hang on. Brian suggested... Is it, 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 he said, let's the, just get a new builder, quieter builder. A quieter talks, builder. Rather than shouts. I, I think, I mean, they're there a long time, aren't they? You've got to, you're not yeah. going to necessarily get on with them, but you've no. got to tolerate each other, you mm. know. They're in your annoying. space, aren't they? I mean, because you, if you work from home and you try, you're upstairs, there's volume, somebody's shouting in Chinese. I think, I, I think, you got to, haven't you? You've got to get, another, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it yourself. I, I, you no. Know, I did that. It's not, I wouldn't wasn't recommend fun, that. It wasn't fun, was it? No, I didn't, I, no. I'm still doing bits of it, you know yeah. what I mean? And you sometimes just wander around your kitchen shouting in Chinese. Yeah, just I to do. yourself. Yeah, just but to it's, yourself. I, I don't record it because it, it would be bad. No, yeah, you can't. I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> no, it's, it's very generic Chinese. <laughs> no, I think I do, though. So that's interesting. What is Because <laughs> I obviously do it quite well. <laughs> yeah, it's good enough. It's good enough for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say don't do it yourself. I'd say I think it is time for a new... Builder. If he is a bit, if he's, if you've already worked they're, out that he's, they're not there, they're not there two days, are they? He's not no, just come exactly. to change a, a couple time. of sockets over. He's doing a kitchen. He's going to be there. He's going to be there six to eight weeks. You need. Yeah. You I think need Brian, a bit of peace you've got. And a, quiet. You might have to overrule here and just go. Do you know what? I've, I've got another. Get a, at least get another quote. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have a couple of quotes. And then and what if the next guy comes in? He's even louder. Yeah, but what if the next guy comes in? He's quieter, yeah. but he's got. He's, he's a more expensive quote. Yeah. Then well, he's so quiet you can't understand him. <laughs> he's a whisperer. Yeah. yeah. So knock that wall down. Is <clears throat> so he saying knock the wall down or leave the wall? Yeah, leave the wall. So I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> you sound like you're so, in a wall. Why did you... Why did you... I didn't want those kickboards. I thought you said you did. No, I never said I did. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you don't want a whispery builder, don't you? No. <laughs> if I was the loud uh, builder... And I knew he was seeking other builders. I would hire an actor to come in and be even louder and more annoying, maybe on stilts or something, on a unicycle, mm. yeah, um, with a horn. And then it, they'll go back to him. That's what I'd do. 
Yeah, that would be... But that's not the question, is it? That is not... (laughs) None of that is irrelevant. Okay, yeah. (laughs) It's all irrelevant. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) For all three hours, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to... I think, Brian, I think you're right there, pal. I think it's time for a new builder because those people are in your space and and you've got to go Long time. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Little uh, story in the paper this week, Steve. Um, how, mm. much, how much are you paying for fish and chips these days? It's not cheap, is it? I seem it's to remember cheap, when I was a mate. kid, it was like 35p for a bag of chips. And then whenever, whenever better September, they'd go, um, uh, new potatoes have been bought in, so they've gone up to 40p. And then they'd never go down again. I think now, no. a fish is about, I'd say, seven quid. Yeah. And chips are about three quid, aren't they? Four quid. Yeah, it's Is that what part. we're looking at? I think it's best part of a tenner, yeah. At least. I'd say so. Um, but it, I guess it's just, it's it's become an expensive trade, hasn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? Fish mm. and all that. Cod's not, you know. Not diminishing cheap. cod supplies and all that. All and that, I live by the sea. It's no cheaper. I think it would be, no. wouldn't you? What, because they've got less to, less to travel? It's, yeah, you just spot it from there to here, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, well, there was a, a, news, a newspaper story this week um, about a woman who complained to a, uh, a fish and chip shop and was sent <laughs> quite the reply. Um, the classic meal, which is, was apparently a small portion, was purchased by a woman at the Oxton Bar and Kitchen in Merseyside suburb of Prenton. Okay. Uh, Debbie Davis said the fish and chips were lovely, but she left the restaurant a two-star review as she felt the meal should have been cheaper. Mm. Davies, okay, so she's had like a mini fish, has she, and chips? Is that what she's uh, yeah, had? but it's, I mean, fish is a fish, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, but first, Davis took to Facebook and wrote, "Lovely food, staff are amazing, but I cannot see how you justify your prices. Small fish and chips, eight pound plus, and it was small." Mm. Okay. Uh, that's, okay. However, I can see the, that. Oh, they replied. They've, re- they've replied. I love um, when they reply. I love when they reply on TripAdvisor. Oh, I love it. it's so great. When you just see reply You, know, from you the just manager, see someone's like, complaint yes. and then you say, on the night you came in, you hadn't got a booking, you, you were a hen night, you were drunk, you started yeah. smoking, and then you punched a guy in the face. And it's, it's like a brilliant when the manager remembers it all. <laughs> um, the, the average price... Across the UK, Steve, uh, is mm. £9 now for fish and chips. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, food inflation, energy and fuel costs, uh, Russia invading Ukraine, it says, is one of the reasons. Yeah, that'll put the price of vinegar up. That really will. That's, yeah. and, uh, that's put the price of everything up. Um, the, the, the cost of the ingredients and the power to cook. Um, so this is the response on Facebook. This is how it starts, Steve. Oh, is it a little story? Is, Even better. Okay, Debbie. Where do I begin? Oh, dear. Out of that £8, our nasty government is charging you 20% VAT, which we collect by law. Who runs this fish ship? John Bishop. <laughs> well, it said it was in Merseyside, so... Oh, I just... It, it, nobody's gone very to John Bishop. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe... <laughs> no one so gets we... some chips from the shop. It's just turned into him. <laughs> so we're left with £6.66. Right, okay. Um, so the left was £6.66 on that, right? Okay. Uh, out of this, we need to buy the fresh ingredients. One had a filly. Get a chef to make everything from scratch. I mean, chef. chef's quite a... A chef's stretching it a bit. That's stretching it. But Have I, you dipped I, I that understand. fish in the batter and put it in the fryer? Yep. <laughs> yes, chef. 
<laughs> I understand. I'd like to go in a chip shop and go. Can I get a po- steak and kidney pocket pie and some chips? Steak and kidney pie, butcher. Yes, chef. I'd like, I'd, like to see, I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like to see that happen. <laughs> this would be nice. Hadikin chips. I'm waiting on the Hadikin chips. So, chef. Have you warmed that sausage up? Yes, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. <laughs> um, get a chef to make everything from scratch a delicious beer batter homemade tartar sauce mushy mm. peas and chunky chips the whole cost of ingredients for this plate comes to roughly £2.70 this mm. leaves us with £3.94 for which alas our pesky chef expects remuneration I am a qualified well, chef Then we realise the lovely food doesn't float to you, so we have to pay amazing staff to to serve you and clear up after you. They Mm. continued, pay utility bills, we need gas to cook, you need lights to see the food. And don't get me started on business rates. So, if £3.94 is not justifiable for creating and affording this whole experience with us, you're welcome to recreate it in the comfort of your own home. I doubt it'll be long before the government find a way to tax that too. I mean, I, I can, I'm sort of on his side when he said all that. I'm 100% had, on the side of the fish and chip uh, When he said homemade tartar sauce, I was like, well, he's gone. He's not just a little sachet. It's, it's even, exactly, it's even yeah. more work gone homemade into tartar it. Homemade tartar sauce. individual peas Beer batter. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Amazing oh, no, I'm well on, wasn't I'm, it? Yeah, I'm totally on his side. I'm well on the side of the fish and chippy there because, like I said, the average price in the country is nine quid. So it's, it's already below average. Yeah. It's gone up. Yeah. Yeah, Don't blame the up. fish and chip guy. Blame Putin. Putin's fault. You can't blame Bish and Chips or whatever it's called, it's that shop, this fictional <laughs> shop. Hey, Bish and Chips would be a good one for a Scouse fish shop, wouldn't it? Yeah. Don't come around here blaming me for that. All right. Yes, Chef. <laughs> Hit me with your best fact. Fire away. And we wrote that song. Yeah, Pat Benatar that's, that's stole it. Copyright stole for it. ours. It's been stolen mm. and taken back in time. Uh, right. Blankety blank, we wrote that as well. And, and as well, yeah. Uh, if you've got a best fact and you think you can win this, you can email me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. What's the criteria, Steve? What do we want out of these facts? They just want something that sort of piques our imagination. So we go, we want to know more. Sometimes people give us the full fact. Yeah. Sometimes I think the ones that win are the ones that... We're desperate to find the answer to. Like that fellow yeah. who had his portrait painted with a spike through his eye. You know, stuff like <laughs> yes. that. Yes, yeah. Le- that we always love a Lego fact. There was one week when there was too many Lego facts. We're like an yeah. octopus fact, you know. You love an octopus fact, don't you? Do you love an octopus Well, because we know that one of the tentacles isn't a, isn't a hand. <laughs> what is, is its penis? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Never look mm. at an octopus again. In the same way. Uh, right, let's crack, uh, crack through these. Uh, Dallas Buckley, uh, this is the best fact you'll get this week from the American listeners on your podcast. Okay, all right. Sea urchins are called sea urchins because hedgehogs used to be called urchins. So sea urchins are basically called sea hedgehogs. I mean, that is very good. I do like that. I do like that. So Why hedgehogs are hedgehogs? Because hogs, hedgehog. like, you think of a pig, don't you? Yeah. They live in a hedgerow, but like, where's the hog bit come from? I'd have kept urchin. I'd have kept urchin, would you? Oh, I see. So, yeah. So, so when people saw a hedgehog, they used to be called. Why did they change that then? I don't know. 
That's, that's, what if they're still called urchins? Some, you know, like, you know, in, in Spanish mm. or, or other parts, wherever the wherever the hedgehog roams. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a very Spain, British yeah. thing, doesn't it? I feel like, like the very hedgehog's British. very British. I feel like they're only in Britain. I don't think you know anyone else has hedgehogs. I think no. they're They've only got one natural predator, haven't they? And it's just like the badger or something weird. Badgers oh, just badger. do not like the hedgehogs. I don't know I what they badgers. did to them. No one, I've, like I've said this before, I've never seen a live badger. I've only ever seen one at the side of the road. <laughs> I don't know exactly. if they're fast. I don't know if they can fly, if they can no swim. Idea. I don't know anything about them. No. Uh, John says, uh, bumblebees can put their wings into neutral and warm their body up by using wing muscles and not flapping wings. This enables them to heat up before any more pollen insects are awake so they get to the flower before anyone else. Oh, that's good, isn't it? That's very that's good. good isn't You've it? got 10 minutes on bumblebees as well, haven't you? I love a bumblebee. Big yeah. fan of bumblebees with glasses on and a little cork over the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Well, I remember the cork. How did you, you reminded me there was a bit about the cork. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It, 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 I know you... It's because I had a routine about if you could have any animal the mm. size of a pet yeah. and everyone goes big to small. Everyone goes, what about a, a, a giraffe or an elephant? How good would that be to have the size of a dog? And I was saying... It'd what be all good? neck, wouldn't it, a giraffe? Yeah, exactly. I was like, wouldn't it be better if... You'd, you'd, pat, you'd rub his head, hello, and then you'd go to like, give his like, rumper rub, and you'd be like, oh, too far away. I'll just stay on the ears. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wouldn't it be better to just make a bumblebee bigger? That was my plan. I don't know. I, think, I feel like they'd be fast, you know, if they're bigger. Mm. If they're fast, yeah, they, you, know, they're, you know, it's hard, you know. Maybe they stop working as well, because they only work in a certain way. Well, they way, can't work it out anyway, can they? That's, no. Like we said, they look at it and they go, you know, they shouldn't fly. We've looked at everything. Yeah, they do <laughs> say that, work. don't they? Even scientists go, I don't know what I don't know what's going on. I don't on know. Here. So a big one. No You're chance. Maybe they'd be able to see more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is your job. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Steve says, in Alaska, it's illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting. Is it? That sounds like one of those. I ones thought moose that. hunting was illegal. <laughs> Not in Alaska. I thought it was. I thought they were again, I thought they were protected. I thought they were like mm. a national Ah, you, you know. apparently your moose is uh what would you do? You want, but why would you say it? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't shoot the moose. Don't shoot moose. You take it. Why are you shooting yeah. animals? Why are you shooting moose? <laughs> right, I'm having you arrested for that. I'm having you arrested for that. Yeah, hello, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloke just whispered in my ear when I was trying to shoot a moose. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Imagine going to jail in jail for it. Yeah. What are you in yeah, for? Brother, what are you in for, brother? Um, I, my mate was moose hunting, uh, whispered his ear, did you? Yes, I asked I him if he wanted, if he wanted a snack. Yeah, we've been out all night. Snack. I just said, you want a custard cream or something? I've got some in my bag. <laughs> what about you, murder? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Dave Garbutt, uh, did you know grapes light on fire in the microwave? No. Oh, no, no, no have no, you no, told no, us no, that no. now? <laughs> they light on fire? And that's it. We don't know anything else. He's not said there's a he's not chemical said why compound. They light on fire, but they light do. On f- I, I would, they couldn't explode because they've got, you'd have taken the bit off, so they've got a, you know, a way for the steam to come out when they eat up from the inside. Yeah. They light on fire. They light on fire in the microwave. I just want to also put out, if there's any kids listening or mm. idiots, yeah. don't, put, don't do that. No, don't put anything in the microwave that might set on fire. I mean, no, that's just not a general a rule. Uh, Michael says, since 1974, Air Force One has taken off more times than it's landed. How does that work? How does that work? 
Wow, I like that. Is it like officially? Is it officially takes off somewhere, but it unofficially lands, so no one knows where it's landed? Is that I what love, it is? I love it when you start thinking outside the box. <laughs> you just never know where your brain's going to go. Well, right, we're off on a trip. Where are you going? Uh, let's say Falaraki. Um <laughs> We're not going to Falaraki, It's not crashed, does it? It's never crashed, so it can't be. No, that. but they don't want, do they not, you know, they don't want to, they won't tell you where they, they fly off from the set the same place I'd imagine but they won't say where they're going to because then people will go right let's get a load of cannons at the airport and they're going to land I don't know maybe cannons. it's that <laughs> what year is this <laughs> fire I just, didn't to, I just didn't want to make it too barbaric <laughs> but uh, maybe that's what it is oh, maybe the, the landing one, though, place is a secret but I don't know make, I'm just trying to work it out that's making me want to go- that is making me want to google it that, that, that could be up there uh, and Gary McKay says teddy bears kill more people each year than grizzly bears mm. What about vending machines? Oh, yeah. Uh, vending machines teddy shark, bears yeah. kill more people than grizzly bears. Okay. How's that? People tripping well, on them in that? Yeah, maybe. Choking. Or did they come alive when you're asleep and kill you? Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody knows they do. Yeah, everyone knows that. Especially if you put grapes in the microwave. So if there are yeah. any kids listening, yeah. don't do that. Or else the bear will come alive. <laughs> <laughs> Amy says Battersea Power Station once generated so much heat it attracted 200 stray cats. Oh, just to have a little bit of warm by it. Yeah, they were like, oh, what's over there? Well, that's nice, isn't it? Ooh. It's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Still thinking about the grapes, okay. if I'm honest, Steve. Yeah, as <laughs> well. <laughs> really it's making me go, what, what is that? Why is that? It's just interesting when you think of Battersea, you think of the dog zone as well, don't you? So there's all them cats just oh, yeah. having a warm and all those dogs in care. I mean, cats so are the, loving it. The, yeah, the power's... <laughs> <laughs> Power really shifted there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, Dominic from Norwich, who now lives in Amsterdam. The Netherlands, he says, is the only country to have eaten their prime minister. <laughs> okay, I mean, that is interesting. That, that is, is good. He that says, as they say in the uh, uh, Netherlands, eat smakelijk. Eat smakelijk. Smakelijk? I don't know. I could have said anything there. Could have sworn. Yeah, it could have done. Yeah. He's probably written it in a phonetic way that's, so you've just said something really awful. <laughs> really offensive, current, yeah. You know, Premier. <laughs> the Netherlands are the only country that's eaten their Prime Minister. That is very good, isn't it? I want to know more about that. That's good as well. This is a strong week, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's strong. That is. Teddy bears killing more people than grizzly bears. That's just. Mm, there's some some good one some good ones. Uh, what about this one from Anna, who says the Bishop of Durham's rectum is on display? Okay, hang on. Bishop of Durham's rectum. The Bishop of Durham's rectum is on display at the Hunterian Museum in London. Gosh, that's a not commute, the, isn't it? Not the current one, though. Yeah. No, the, I, she doesn't say. All right, it must be. I just presume yeah, he, he, he commutes. Yeah. Yeah, it goes down so that, yeah. every night. Not, every it's probably like it's probably only you can only view it like Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, so there's a big there's a big thing happening in Durham. Like we need to sort out this, uh, you know, this. Um, we're going to do the roads here and the, the you yeah know, potholes and all that. When are you doing? The, when's the meeting? Wednesday. Ah, oh, no, it can't be Wednesday Thursday. I'm in London. Mm. Why? They put an <laughs> hole in a wall. And, uh, <laughs> is that how it works? I think that's how it works. That's, that, that sounds like his actual job. So they, that's, that's another good one. Some solid ones there, guys. We've got another grizzly bear fact, Steve. 
Oh, two in one week. Two of them. Paul Wood says, uh, did you know that if a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate, their offspring is called a pizzy bear or a grizzler? Where would they meet is, is the important thing, isn't it? In the middle? How are they meeting? Because you've got one of them somewhere. It'd have to be Britain, wouldn't it? Because you've got like a warm climate and a, and a cold yeah, climate. Yeah, Scotland. You'd have to meet moderate temperature. Is he, just using, the is he just using the laws of like dog breeding and gone Labrador, poodle, Labradoodle? So naturally, yeah. grizzly bear, polar bear, pizzly bear. Has he just done that? Has he literally <laughs> just done that? It, it does sound like he's made it up. Because they don't, do they? They don't breed. We don't breed bears. Well, they must do. There must be somewhere in the world a half polar bear, half grizzly. I don't know how, but there must be. No. Very confused story, isn't it? Because you wouldn't know where you belong to, and you know, what, if you like it warm, do you like it cold? It's a, how would it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how a pizzly. A pizzly. I go for the other one, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The grizzler. That sounds pretty good, yeah. actually. Grizzly. No, it'd be like a, 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 a what was the other one? A, a growler bear? Would it, would it be growler? No, it's grizzly called grizzly. Oh, I see. Yeah, it could be a gola. It was a, a pizzly, bear. wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. No, pizzy bear or a grizzler. <clears throat> so, mm, okay. Not sure. Yeah, I'd like to sure see one, that. though. Yeah. John Cook, last one of the day. Here we go. John Cook says, As a young man, Dave Myers of the Hairy Bikers was a makeup artist and painted the white stripes on Adamant's face in the Stand and Deliver video. I mean, that is very good. If I, I, know he was, I knew he was a makeup artist. But Did I didn't you? Know I didn't know. Oh, yeah. It was a TV makeup artist, I thought. I didn't think he was... Um, well, maybe it's you know, doing the pop pops. videos. Yeah. No, I, f I would have. I, I feel like, you know, Adam could do that himself. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, remember, I don't just, really remember the. He had it for about a year and a half, and then he had the two little red, you know, stripes and Prince Charming. You know, so like, it's not like he, he would have done gigs. He, he would. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. If it's true, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's a good one. Have all been checked. That's very good. I mean, it's a better fact than he used to be a makeup artist. To say That's, one of the airy bikers, it's just, it's just like a white one across his nose. Yeah, straight across his face. Yeah, yeah. Like I got thrown X. out of a school disco for doing it when I was about um, eight. Did you? Yeah. Why did you get thrown out? Well, um, they don't like that. They don't like you painting your face. Oh, I see. You use just like use paint. I just done them. it myself. Yeah. No, oh, I you meant to. It was just I was eight. You know, you meant to just turn up and drink one of those little plastic bottles that was full of sherbet and, yeah. and um, do the Superman to black lace. But you. No, no, I'm going to come as Adam Ant. No, I'm going to come straight through the window, like Adam Ant <laughs> on the chandelier. And, uh, well, it was probably that that got me booted out, if I'm honest. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, well, some good ones there. We'll pick a winner after this. Where real music matters. Okay, we need to pick a winner this week for Hit Me With Your Best Facts. I'll rattle through them very quickly, Steve. Yeah. It's been a strong week, though, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to join in at any point, Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, sea urchins are called sea urchins because hedgehogs used to be called urchins. So they're basically you see hedgehog. That was from mm -hmm. Dallas Buckley. Uh, John told us that bumblebees can put their wings into neutral. Uh, in Alaska, it's illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting, according to Steve. Dave told us that you don't put grapes in the microwave because they mm -hmm. light on fire. Uh, Michael told us that Air Force One has taken off more times than it's landed. Uh, Gary McKay, teddy bears kill more people than grizzlies. Uh, talking of grizzlies, Paul Wood told us, do you know that if 
a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate, they're called a grizzler or a busy bear. Amy Leatherland told us that Battersea Power Station once generated so much heat, attracted 200 stray cats. In the Netherlands, it's the only country that's uh, eaten their own prime minister, according to Dominic, the Bishop of Durham's rectum, is on display at the Ontario Museum <sighs> in London, according to Anna. And John Cook told us that Dave Myers of the Hairy Bikers was once a makeup artist and painted the white stripes on Adamant's face. So I don't, I don't know where to go there. There's about four or five winners there. Well, we are running we're, out we're, of We've um, got like three mugs, mugs so. left, so you can't yeah. be four or five winners. I don't know. Which, which one do you feel that you'll drop into conversation most? I mean, as innocuous as it is, I think the urchin one is very good for that. Yeah. You are going to go, you know, a hedgehog used to be called an urchin. That's why they see it. But then I want to know why the plane landed, the Air Force mm-hmm. One takes off more than it lands. And I want to know about the Dutch people eating their prime minister. Yeah, they're so, all good, aren't they? Which one do you think is the... Let's, what should we go for? Mm. I don't know. Eating How? the prime minister, because it'd be a good story. What about the grapes in the microwave? I feel like we can't choose that one just for the sake of um, just safety. safety. But I really we want try to and work it. it out because grapes make wine. Maybe they ferment really quickly and it turns into the alcohol, skin and then is the so alcohol tight. catches on fire. <coughs> like instant um, ferment- fermentation is that the word? <laughs> yeah, know. probably. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm going with the the, the the Dutch eating the prime minister because I want to know how that happened. And my makeup artist at work is Dutch, so I can uh, I can bring it up with him in about ten minutes. So what do you want to go with then? I'm going to go with that one. The Dutch at the, the I'll pick the Holland at their own. Wow, prime out of nowhere, the Netherlands yeah. is the only country that has eaten their prime minister. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know exactly how that's happened. Wow, I know the well, circumstances. I want to know all that. I I was not expecting you to go with that one to be honest, but I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Um, did the did the Netherlands eat their own prime minister? Um, well, yes, they did. Sixteen seventy two um, is uh, it was obviously something going on. Oh, the Dutch Republic in the mid seventeenth century. Yeah, uh, Johan de Witt. After a series of negative events, yeah, you could say that yeah. in the 19, in the sixteen seventies, he was murdered in the Hague on the twentieth tw- uh, of August sixteen seventy two, and then his killers at least partially ate him and his brother. Hang on, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, you're his brother, so you're going on a bap and all. I don't, I, I don't what? <laughs> I'll have his brother and chips. How much? <laughs> Belgium popping over the board again. We invented chips, all right, we know. <laughs> Oh dear. All right, well, that's our winner. Um, there's your fact for this week. Dominic uh, from Norwich. Oh, Steve, now we're living in Amsterdam. We've got to, that's, we've got to send that internationally now. Not in a, we're not <laughs> in Europe anymore. Gonna, oh, it's going to cost low. That's never going to get to him in one piece. That's going to have gone on way. like a cargo ship, f- tossed around everywhere. Not a chance. You might have just, you might have just sent him a shard of smashed cup. He'll never <laughs> yeah. know. We can, keep, we can keep the others for, uh, for, for people who don't live abroad. Uh, if you want to join in next week all you've got to do is email us jason at absoluteradio.co.uk Sunday mornings 8 till 11 Jason Manford on Absolute Radio where real music matters Um, I've noticed Steve on our prep sheet that we've that we get sent by our producer Adam uh, there's now like a a comebacks uh, section and this is like emails when people have been listening to the show and then emailed us about something 
Oh, do you, do you mean comebacks or do you mean complaints? Mm. Somewhere in between yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in between the two. Uh, morning, Jason and Steve. This is David Wainwright, Blackpool. Uh, I've been a weekly listener since 2016 and I support everything you do. Well, that's nice. Now, for some reason, I was mm. not aware of the song Hit Me With Your Best Shot. So imagine my delight and excitement <laughs> when it came on in my local pub. He's never heard it. You thought we just made that up? Yeah. I proceeded to spend the next 10 minutes telling everyone how this band has ripped Jason and Steve Edge's <laughs> catchy ditty with your best facts. Just as I was imagining big copyright court cases, my bubble was burst and ego dented when it was pointed out that the above song was not the work of Steve and Jace, but a 1980s single by Bette Benatar. Benatar. You live and learn. This is like an episode of Goodnight Sweetheart, isn't it? When they, they go off. And... <laughs> yeah. Half of his songs appeared in My Fair Lady. You know, they ripped him off, the Beatles, all that, yeah. Yeah, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm afraid it's, uh, it is a classic song. Although, I've got to say, I think our jingle has ruined that song now. You can't actually listen to it ever again yeah. without hearing uh, Steve having <laughs> a good old thing. Uh, mm. Richard Lightning has messaged us. Hi, Jay, Steve. When coming back Richard from Lightning? Richard Lightning. Oh, great. What a name. Great name. Dickie Lightning? A... Just Lightning. Do you think he's fast? I think that's the reason. Yeah, like, he might be an ironic nickname. Oh, it's his real name, but imagine if he was really slow. <laughs> yeah. Here he comes, Dick Lightning. <laughs> Dick Lightning. Wow, what a, what a mental image that is, Steve. I know. <laughs> what a superpower. Shocking. Would you be allowed Shocking. in the X-Men mansion? Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. What's, and what's your, what's your special power? Right. Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, watching this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Put your pants back on. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Go have a, have a word with the Avengers, you're not for us. <laughs> Wait till you see how I get thunder. We don't want to know. <laughs> no, Off you right, go. Uh, Richard says, uh, when coming back from an evening fishing session, an evening fishing session, that's got to make it harder, hasn't it? No, but they do, don't they? They, I, I, they sit there all night sometimes, don't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't see anything. You, your rod starts moving, doesn't it? There's a, there's a glow from the moon. I think they probably work it with you know, moon and tide tables and all that. They know what they're no. doing. They, yeah, they know what they're doing. rock up. Um, coming through Mosborough in Sheffield, my mate Andrew and I couldn't believe our eyes when there was a wallaby hopping down the road towards our vehicle. What? Sheffield. Oh, wallaby? Andrew said, Richard, am I hallucinating? I, I said, definitely not. I like the way he's written, he's, he's written like a full script here. Yeah. Uh, the wallaby then hopped off behind a parked van. I called SYP and spoke to the police, and the lady taking the call asked me if I'd been drinking. This was around 3 a.m., to be fair. Uh, yeah. She said, I'll send a couple of officers to investigate. I then received a call at 3.45 from the lady who took my call earlier and said the wallaby has been spotted by the officers, and she apologised for not believing my report. Imagine somebody on the f- on 999 giving it. Are you? You better ring and apologise to him. That's the bit I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was then captured police two days service, later. Yeah, is, yeah, is it, yeah. What service do you require? Um, I don't know. Police. I think, I think probably police. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fire. It's not um, a fire. It's not, no one's injured. But, no um, one's injured. But, yeah, um, but police. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was returned to a family's home where the wallaby had escaped. Somebody's got. So it was a wallaby. I thought it was just so going to be like a, a greyhound hopping or something. No, yeah, but it was actually greyhound. a wallaby. No. Yeah. Um, that is mad, isn't it? So random neighbour... Well, he says, I would believe those random neighbourhood WhatsApp messages. That must be a reference to something we talked about a while back. But I don't know oh, what yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, are you allowed to have a pet wallaby then? Is that a new thing? I don't know if you are, you know. That seems I, not right. You know. But then it, the police investigated it, so if you weren't, they'd have arrested them, wouldn't they? Wasn't there sort of, sort of like sort of Dangerous Animals Act passed in like 1969 or something? Because I think the before wallaby's then, not quite... dangerous. No, I know, but it's like not all just dangerous, but dangerous and sort of going extinct. Before like sort of 1966, I think you could buy somebody like a a baby snow leopard for, for their 21st oh, birthday Oh, I see, all that, yeah, 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 yeah. Like an owl in one of those long tubes, those cardboard tubes, and you go, thunk, and it just falls out the bottom. You could buy an owl for somebody. I don't think <laughs> you can do that anymore, a wallaby. No, I don't think so either. I think I think your um, wallaby's endangered as well, so maybe... Protected, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so... Well, there you go. That's It takes all sorts on this show. If you've got any questions for us, anything you want to uh, come back to us on, you can email me, jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. And earlier this week, I was chatting to top stand-up comedian Mike Babiglia. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good, man. Nice to talk to you at last. You too. Really lovely. I know we've got lots of mutual comedy friends. and um, Yes. It's, uh, in fact, you just worked with John Bishop, didn't you? Well, John Bishop met you yeah. in, in New York. It's kind of the equivalent of the comedy store. Uh, in London mm. is the Comedy Cellar in New York, and that's where he and I were doing. Yeah, sets. I played it. Yeah, yes. And yeah, he it's was a lovely little room, isn't it's it? Great. Yeah, great room, and what a nice guy, and and hilarious. So you've just done the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, uh, a couple of days up there. How was that? Is that that's, that can't be your first time in Edinburgh. Yeah, people were very surprised because that I haven't been there. Okay, so since two thousand eight, I did my first solo show, Sleepwalk with Me, and essentially, like everyone mm. in my life said. Oh, you should go to Edinburgh. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but you should go to Edinburgh. This is how we used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Edinburgh. Edinburgh is what I landed on. I I just know it's wrong, but uh, (laughs) but much respect to you. Uh, People have always said you should go there, but then what would happen was I would know some people, like Dimitri Martin, for example, who had a great experience, won an award, and it was a runaway hit. Yeah, and then there was the other end of the spectrum, which was a majority of the people I know who went broke yeah. and couldn't get four people yeah. to their shows and all this kind of stuff. And I think there was a part of me that was like, I can't stomach it somehow. Yeah. No, it is one of those places which can make or break you financially and also as a person, <laughs> just your soul. No, that's um, what I that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I'm gonna go every year from now on. Like I, I feel like I'm yeah. I'm a complete and total addict. I think Edinburgh really suits your style of comedy as well, which is people who are willing to listen for an hour as well you know yeah rather than like you know they're not in the first two minutes they're not like well i don't what's going on you know they're they're ready to go okay we've invested in this hour yes Let's see where it takes us and that's what's lovely about it it's really great and uh you know the other person who's been urging me to go for years is our mutual friend jimmy carr who i think i want to say he goes every year or at least every other year yeah, he he does it a lot. I mean, Jimmy's on a perpetual tour because, as mm-hmm. we both know, he's part uh, AI. I think um, so. <laughs> he's, he doesn't he doesn't need time between tours to write a new tour. <laughs> he he's the original. He's the original AI. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yes. When people says, "Oh, at least AI can't write jokes yet," you're like, "Have you met Jimmy Carr?" <laughs> he's Q. He's QI meets AI. <laughs> yeah hey that'd be a good show for you to do while you're in well, <laughs> the filming QI. oh my god are you kidding me i'd love to are you amazing. the booker are so, you the booker are you the person i'm officially supposed to go through for i'm that? not uh, no but I, you know i can put in a word i can put in a word <laughs> please <laughs> well excited about that i mean you are uh and i'm not this is not me blowing smoke you are genuinely my favorite working comic uh to oh my uh, really mean that 
Honestly, oh I think you're fantastic. And I've seen Thanks. everything. Uh, me and my girlfriend's boyfriend, thank God for jokes, the new one. Um, I just think you're fantastic. And I really, what's what I love about your style of comedy is I've been doing it nearly 25 years now. And, uh, you know, you get to a point where you go, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And this is, and I've and I've reached the top of the, the tree that I feel like I can do in the UK. And I do the big gigs and I do all that. And then, in fact, I watched your show uh, on Netflix with my uh, my wife. After about twenty minutes, she said, "You're not really laughing." Well, <laughs> I said, "I am laughing. I'm, a, I'm doing the comedian's laugh, which is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, when you're like, listening." And yeah. I said, "You know what?" And it was afterwards she said to me, "What did you think?" And I said, "I just watched Mike's show there, and I've realised that I've still got." things to do like i've still got stories to tell and i've still got places to go with what i'm doing as a as a comedian and it really made me sort of think about my own style and 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 uh, and career as well watching you because as i said i thought i'd done everything i could do as far as being a comic and i thought oh no i can still be better oh my gosh that means the world to me it's funny because i i talk on, on my podcast which is where this is what's behind yeah. me and around me right now. I know. I it's, recognize uh, the backdrop. It's called, yeah. <laughs> it's called working it out. And we talk about process. We talk about working out jokes. What's mm. funny is I've been doing this 25 years and I've had the identical experience that you're describing, which is every time I watch a comedian I like, I learn so yeah. much and I keep thinking I'm going to be done at some point. Like I'm going to have finished learning. <laughs> yeah. And of I've course, complete, it's like, I've completed this game. <laughs> yeah. I completed the course and it's never over. It's like, it's like you're, I don't, I'm not a big athlete, but it's like, it's like you're, that what they say about your golf swing or something. At a certain point mm. you go, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I figure it out. That's how my golf swing yeah. is. And it's like, no, it's not. What would you say about this show in comparison to, uh, well, firstly, for people who've seen your previous work, what, yeah. what would you say about this show being different? I think that what's similar, you know, if people are listening, they go, I don't mm. know who this is, et cetera. You can go on Netflix and watch Thank God for Jokes and the new one, which are my last two specials, and my mm. girlfriend's boyfriend, which you reference yeah. as well. It is essentially it's a meditation on on death and mortality and life and death and, and hitting middle age and realizing, you know, that old phrase like over the hill. It's that moment in your mm. life where you go, Oh, I'm on the hill and I can see <laughs> the other end of it. And it's like it yeah. ends. Like it, you know, and yeah. and it's a wild experience. And I feel like what I, of course, my defense mechanism is jokes. And so I have 150 yeah. jokes uh, that make up about 10 stories, which make up a single story that has an arc to it at the end. And I, I'd yeah. like to think that people walk away from the show feeling better than they walked in. Like I've had so many people come yeah. up to me after the show and say, you know, I lost my dad a few years ago. And when I was watching your show, I felt like I was laughing with him in the audience. And that kind of, and yeah. that to me, that's like sort of why, you know, why we even why we do, do any of this. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I think that's, that's part of the deal, isn't it? When you, as a comic, I think is, uh, when people come to the show is that for an hour or so, they, they can just sort of forget about the, the stresses, the strains, the things that are going on out there, because in here, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a good time together. And as you said, if you can leave people or people leave feeling better than when they arrived, then job done. And that's why Edinburgh was so refreshing in a certain way. Like I like seeing mm. all of these shows where these people are just putting their hearts out there. And uh, yeah, we I took my daughter. My daughter's eight years old. We took her to see this guy, Mario, the magician. And it was just so <laughs> invigorating and inspired. And and uh, and and, he, you know, he had, it's a real message to it. He'd be like, 
use what you have and, and, you know, and do what you love and all this stuff. And he's doing tricks in the middle of it. And I was like, man, that is, I really admire people who just put it out there in this way. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it was funny. I, I was taking a taxi to the airport on the way out and the taxi driver didn't know I was a comic. And he goes, Oh, did you perform it? Or did you see the festival? I go, yeah. He goes, Oh, my wife and I went to a show. There were five comedians on it. And three of them were pretty good. And uh, two of them were rubbish. And then he goes, and they knew they were rubbish. And I was laughing so hard because I was like, I don't think they knew they were rubbish. But I'm not going to tell this guy. And then I was like, wait, am I rubbish? And if if I knew if I was rubbish, would I know I was rubbish? I don't think I would. No, (laughs) I don't think any of us would. Even when I was in Edinburgh, I was thinking about like, oh, I could cut that. I could drop that in. Because ultimately, like, yeah, I performed I performed a version of the show without the set and the lane design at the Leicester Square Theater about a year ago. It's a totally different show than it was even then. Like, I I always think of these things as a work in progress. And although my Mm. my Wyndham's my Wyndham shows are going to be the final. It's the final. It's the finale of the show. I'm done with the show. Yeah. So I was going to ask about this. So you're coming to uh, the Wyndham's Theater, which is a beautiful theater. So I think I told you, uh, I sent you a little message about it. It's so intimate and oh yeah, uh, the audience are so on, like, even though it's three stories, it's one of the old theatres, they're so close. It's lovely. Yeah. And I think that really suits your your style, you know, that people love to feel that it's an evening of just you and them, I think. I always, I love theatres like that. I um, mm. I love the feeling of going to a show and feeling as an audience member or performer that you're part of a group of people huddled around a campfire because i feel like the art yeah. of the art of stand up comedy is really dates back to a tradition of just like it's one person speaking to a group of people at a pub yeah. or a campfire or whatever it is and if if you can do that and have it have an arc and a feeling and people feel an emotion from it and they laugh to me, that's just like the best, the best experience for me. So you're doing four weeks at uh, four weeks. At yeah. I'm doing 30, 30 performances at the Wyndham's and uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. So 12th of September till the, the 7th of October is the only time you see it. And is this, this going to be recorded and put on Netflix and various things at some point it, in the future? Yeah, we have, we have not made an announcement about it, but people uh, should keep an ear to the ground. We're definitely going to, it'll be out there soon. Yeah. Yeah. And what an experience for that's so rare as well for for us in Britain to see a show that eventually ends up as a, a Netflix special because they're often filmed uh, over in the states. Uh, yeah. So it'd be great to go see the show at the Wyndham, see Mike do his stuff, and then when it's on uh, on Netflix in a, a year's time or so, you get I was there, I was there, watch that that brilliant yeah. show, um, Mike. I really hope it goes well for you. Uh, you can get all the details uh, online. I'll, I'll MikeOnWestEnd.com. Um, and there's, uh, there's, there's a caption performance, there's audio described performance, there's lots of, lots of, everyone yeah. can see it, essentially. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. I it, it means the world to me that my, you know, people like you and and Jimmy and other, uh, my, my comedic brethren are supporting me yeah. in England. It makes, it just means the world to me. I can't even express it enough. Yeah, I know, know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, you deserve it, mate. Honestly, I've, 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 like I said, I've watched you for many years and uh, and every time I see you, just you get better and you make me want to be better as well. So Aww. thank you. Thanks, Jason. I really appreciate it. This is Jason Manford. This is Absolute Radio.
Music matters. Thanks for joining us this morning here on Absolute Radio. Uh, Steve still filming out in Gozo for the next week. Yes, I'm going now to uh, the Grand Hotel in Imjar to get my makeup on, and then we're filming all day. Lovely, lovely. Well, you have a grand old time. I am. Uh, I'm doing nothing. Just school runs and back to being domestic. Uh, God, that I am. Mm. that'll be me this week but uh, feel free to email us next week uh, for next week's show jason at absoluteradio.co.uk the podcast is up very shortly have a great Sunday enjoy the sunshine see you next week